episode number 56. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So every seven episodes on this podcast, I take a break from sharing stuck stories, and instead I share something else related to this work. Today we're going to take an in-depth look at emotions and what we tend to do with them, how they affect us, and what we can do consciously with our emotions. Before I begin, I would like to share with you an iTunes review I received from The Healing Dancer. She wrote, I am so happy to have found this podcast. I have been listening to it periodically over the past year, and now make sure to listen every week. I absolutely love learning about the stuck method and have been putting it into use into my life. It has helped me to look at situations differently in my marriage, my job, and life in general. It came into my life at the perfect time, and I honestly don't know how I got through life's challenges without it before. Thank you, Shira, for shining your light into the world and helping so many of us live a better life and to get unstuck. Thank you for all that you do. Sending all my love. Well, thank you so much, Healing Dancer. I am so grateful for how much value this podcast and the Stuck Method have been in your life. And thank you so much for taking the time to leave an iTunes review. By doing so, it really helps others find this podcast. So I really appreciate the time that you took to do that. Okay, so let's talk about feelings, shall we? Let's start actually by just asking the question, what is a feeling? What is an emotion? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, I think the word belief will be a lot easier to describe than an emotion when we get to a podcast episode on beliefs. So I went to Google and I just wrote in, what is an emotion? This is what I saw. Emotion is any conscious experience characterized by intense mental activity and a certain degree of pleasure or displeasure. Scientific discourse has drifted to other meanings, and there is no consensus on a definition. Okay, so let's start at the end. (laughs) There is no consensus on a definition. That's kind of funny, isn't it? I mean, have you ever looked up a word in the dictionary and it says there's no consensus of a definition? Anyway, I've also heard that feelings can be defined or described as vibrations. My teacher, Brooke, says this all the time, that feelings are just vibrations. That's all. They're just vibrations in the body. So what happens when we get a feeling in our mind? What happens when something triggers us and suddenly we're feeling a really strong emotion? Fear, anger, aversion, pride, gloom, desire, or even joy. Remember, emotions are not always negative. What happens when all of a sudden we feel any of these emotions? 
What I just named were the main categories of emotions that you can find in the Stuck Methods chart of emotions in my book, but you can certainly feel other related emotions. And when you're doing this practice and you're trying to identify which emotion that you're stuck on, I think using this chart of emotions is actually really helpful as a guide. So anyway, what happens? Well, two things typically happen, and I say typically because this is the natural human response to a trigger, which is basically our built-in survival mechanism to protect ourselves. So one of two things happen. We either resist feeling an emotion or we engage in it. We either resist feeling an emotion so that we don't have to feel it, or we engage in it. Feelings are uncomfortable, right? If you feel anger, you feel disappointed, you feel lonely, those are uncomfortable feelings. And we don't want to feel uncomfortable. And so we do what we need to do so that we don't have to feel uncomfortable. Again, this is unconscious. This is a survival mechanism. This is our natural human reaction to facing difficult emotions or difficult situations in general. So let's take a closer look. What do we do when we resist feeling an emotion? Well, typically when we resist feeling something, we turn to something else to soothe ourselves so that we can feel better in that moment. Again, this is unconscious. You might not realize that you do this, but you do. We all do. And everyone has their thing that they turn to in order to numb themselves so that they don't have to feel that difficult emotion in that moment. You will turn to something that will temporarily make you feel better. Some people turn to food, other people turn to alcohol, smoking, shopping, TV, social media, gambling, sex, and many other places. When you turn to any of those things, you don't have to feel whatever difficult feeling is in your body. You simply don't have to. Instead, you're going to feel calm or comforted or safe in whatever activity is your activity of choice. You can forget the feeling of stress or whatever the difficult feeling is for the meantime. You can escape. You can believe that you are taking care of things by taking care of yourself in that moment. But of course, you're really not. The emotion, that difficult feeling, that's not going to go away. Your stuck story is not going to go away when you numb yourself in another activity. In fact, if anything, your emotion is going to grow even stronger the more you resist or repress it. So that's the first way that we tend to deal with emotions is by resisting them. And we do that all the time. The other way that we tend to typically deal with our emotions is simply to engage in them. And the easiest example that I can offer is just with anger. Let's say you're driving, okay, and suddenly someone cuts you off. And you are feeling suddenly really angry at the driver because that driver nearly killed you, okay? You are not going to resist feeling anger. What you probably will do is engage in the anger. 
you will react on it. You may roll down the window, you may scream at the other driver, you may scream inside your car to yourself, you may call someone and tell someone what just happened, you may just talk to yourself about how scary it is to be on the road these days. You simply engage with the anger. And just like resisting an emotion, engaging with an emotion also will not necessarily get you unstuck. And in fact, when you engage in an emotion, you may even grow stronger in your stuck story. I'd like to now go through the seven major emotions from the chart from my book and just offer some quick examples of what we may do with each of those major emotions. Okay, so fear. Do you know what one of the greatest fears human beings have in the world that we live in today? Public speaking. It's a real and huge fear that many, many, many people have. And when I say public speaking, it could be talking in front of a group of hundreds, and it could also just be talking in a small group. Many people have a fear of speaking. And being stuck on fear will lead to physiological responses in your body, like a shortness of breath, clammy hands, beliefs that they will forget what they're going to say or that they're going to sound stupid, right? And so what many people do is resist feeling the fear. Instead, they'll do whatever they need to do to avoid talking. They will just stay quiet they won't do that public presentation. And while they may have an inner dialogue, like you have something important to say, go say it, or everyone is probably wondering why you aren't talking, they will resist feeling fear because it will feel safer and more comfortable than feeling the fear itself. I'm going to talk more about this in next week's episode. But let's move on to the next emotion, anger. So I gave the example already with driving a car, but of course, anger can be anything, right? Anger with a spouse, a coworker, a random person on the street. With this emotion, oftentimes we engage in the emotion. We don't resist it typically. We typically act on it automatically and with a sense of self-righteousness. And as we act on it, we tend to blame others for the fact that we are feeling angry. If it weren't for that person, you're probably believing in your head, you wouldn't have a need to feel anger in the first place. Aversion. Well, this is an easy one because aversion is like resisting, right? When you are averse to something, you try to avoid it. Related words in the chart of emotions are annoyance, boredom, disgust, displeasure, irritation, resentment, resistance, of course, uneasiness. When we don't like something, we will tend to avoid it. Boredom is a good one to look at. If you are a parent, or if you remember doing this as a child, many children will complain that they are bored. They'll declare it out loud. I mean, I remember doing this as a kid, right? I'm bored. There's nothing to do. So what do they do? They resist feeling bored. Because the truth of the matter is they could just sit with their boredom and just notice what it feels like to be bored. But of course, that's uncomfortable. 
and humans don't like to be uncomfortable. So they resist that option and they do something else so they don't have to feel bored. And we as adults do this too, by the way. And when we do, we oftentimes turn to our favorite numbing activity so that we don't have to feel bored. Because for example, when you eat an ice cream or you go eat chocolate or whatever it is that you turn to to numb yourself so that you don't have to feel bored, you're not feeling bored anymore because you're doing something in that moment. But again, the problem is as soon as that ice cream or whatever that activity is that you're doing is gone or you're done with it, the boredom is still going to be there. Okay, pride. So I think a good example of pride is the feeling of being holier than thou or being judgmental of another person. Again, this is something we all do and we do it a lot, whether we are conscious about it or not whether it's what our neighbor's yard looks like or the way that person parents their child or the way that person spoke to you or the way he dresses or the way she speaks or how he treated you, right? You have an opinion about it and you have every right to have an opinion. But when you engage with that pride, I wouldn't have done it that way. I never would have spoken that way. Gosh, did you see how she reacted? I never would have reacted that way, for example, is a way that we engage with that emotion. And at the same time, we're not necessarily getting unstuck from it. Gloom. When people typically feel gloom in their body, they typically engage in it and don't resist it. So like feeling disappointment or guilt or grief or hopelessness or hurt or lonely or pity, or sadness, or shame. There's others. But those are some of the big ones in this category. What we tend to do with this emotion is, again, not resist it necessarily, but we engage in it. Like, if I'm feeling hurt, or insulted, maybe I would naturally remind myself of the hurt over and over again. And I would think about whoever caused me to feel, let's say, insulted, I may talk about the situation to myself or to other people. I may play the story over in my mind over and over and over again. I may pity myself for feeling lonely or feeling sad or feeling guilt. I may engage in this emotion simply by not recognizing any hope of ever being able to feel anything but that emotion. That is how we engage in gloom. The last emotion in the chart of emotions in my book is joy. Now, how can you get stuck on something positive? Well, if we look at emotions simply as vibrations, there really isn't any discrimination between negative and positive, right? Feelings are just things that vibrate at different frequencies, right? When we anticipate something that we are so excited about, okay, let's say you're building a home or you're getting married both wonderful and exciting things. But when you are stuck in the anticipation of either of those, and you are engaging in that emotion in a way that is blinding you from other people around you or other people's lives or your work, and other people are suffering, your life is suffering somehow, your work is suffering somehow, it's like the only thing that you can see is your excitement 
Well, then being stuck in that place may present challenges for you. And that is one way that we can engage and get stuck on a quote unquote positive emotion. Remember from the definition I took from Google, emotion is any conscious experience characterized by intense mental activity and a certain degree of pleasure or displeasure. It's not only about displeasure. So those are some quick examples, and I hope you were able to relate to some of them, of some of the things we do naturally and automatically with our emotions. But of course, in the world of getting unstuck, what we are aiming to do is not resist our feelings and not automatically engage in our emotions, but rather to just allow them and to temporarily be with them without doing anything, even if it feels uncomfortable. One of the principles to getting unstuck that you learn about in the Getting Unstuck course is that to get unstuck, you must allow for every emotion that you can possibly feel in your body, you must be able to allow yourself to feel them, no matter what it is. If you want to get unstuck, you need to allow yourself to just be with every emotion. So this is the T-step in the stuck method. I don't expound upon this very much in each of the podcast episodes because I try to keep the episodes relatively short. But when I take myself through the stuck method, I am not just telling myself what emotion I'm stuck on. I'm actually doing three things. The first thing I'm doing is I'm naming the emotion. I'm verbalizing either out loud or in my head. I am naming what I feel. I am stuck on fear. I am stuck on anger. I am stuck on resentment. I am stuck on insult. I am naming the emotion. There are many reasons and many benefits to narrowing down and naming the exact emotions that you're feeling. I won't go into this now, but in short, when you name your emotion, you have something to work with rather than just saying, you know, I'm stressed. So one, I name the emotion. Two, I allow myself to feel whatever it is that I'm feeling. If I'm feeling hurt by someone, instead of picking up the phone and telling them how they hurt me or calling somebody else and telling them what the story is, I allow myself just to feel hurt. I don't resist it. I don't engage in it. I just allow it. And sometimes that means crying. And that actually reminds me of the song from Free to Be You and Me, which is, It's All Right to Cry. It's all right to cry. Crying gets the sad out of you. It's all right to cry. It it's like, you, you know, better. it's like, imagine a water dam. A water dam, you know, the barrier that restricts or stops the flow of water. Sometimes we act as water dams to ourselves. We put that restriction on so that we don't have to feel the rush of emotions that may overcome us when we just allow them. But allowing your emotions is the only way to get yourself unstuck. You cannot get unstuck by repressing your emotions or simply by engaging on them. You need to first just sit with and feel the vibrations in your body. My teacher, Brooke, oftentimes asks, what's the worst thing that can happen if you allow yourself to feel a feeling, right? 
you feel a vibration. That's it. And this leads me to the third component of the T-step, which is to allow yourself to feel the vibration in your body instead of turning to something else so that you don't have to feel the feeling. You are allowing yourself to feel it, but you're also noticing what it feels like in your body. Is it a heavy feeling? Is it a stinging feeling? Is it a sharp pain? Does it have a color? What color is it? Is it like a punching feeling? Do you feel it in your head? Do you feel it in your shoulders, in your stomach? Where do you feel it? Remember, your mind and your body are intimately connected. So when you're holding an emotion in your mind, you are also holding it somewhere in your body. And to be able to release it, you first must become aware of it and aware of where it is inside your body. So it means knowing what fear feels like in your body, knowing what anger feels like, knowing what anticipation feels like. Try it. It's actually quite a fascinating exercise. So each of the steps to the stuck method may seem so simple, and they are, and yet there is so much depth to each of the five steps. This is one of the reasons I created the Getting Unstuck course, so that you can learn all about this at your own pace. And it's one of the reasons I lead retreats, so that I can offer this in-depth experience over two days And so that you can practice these things with me in a very real way. I want to give you an example of what it means to allow yourself to feel an emotion, but with a real story, and I'm going to save that for next week. I was working with one of my kids on this recently, and it had to do with fear. And I think it will be a great way to illustrate this concept of allowing yourself to feel an emotion. So please stay tuned for that story next week there are still two spots left on the Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately retreat taking place in Israel June 3rd to 5th. If you are interested, please RSVP to me ASAP because registration is closing soon. So this is all I have for today. The next time you get stuck, take a look and notice what do you typically do with your feelings and then see if you may be able instead of resisting them, or instead of engaging in them, identifying what you feel, allowing yourself to feel whatever emotion comes up, and then notice where you feel it in your body. I know it may seem like a lot of information, but this really isn't about information. It's about practice. And the more you do it, the more it just becomes a part of who you are. And I am here to support you. So with that, I'm wishing you a good rest of your day. I'm going to leave you with a bit more from Free to Be You and Me. Please listen to the words carefully. I think they are so perfect for this episode. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. It's going to make you feel better. It's all right to feel things, though the feelings may strange. Such real things, and they change and change and change. Sad and grumpy, down in the dumpy, snuggly, ugly, mean and ugly, sloppy, sappy, happy, happy, change and change. It's all right to be.
feeling, though the feelings may be strange. Feelings are the real thing, and they change and change and change. Feel better. It's all right to cry, little boy. I know some big boys that cry.